Hi, this is Naomi Ortiz. You're listening to the Kansas City Social Hour. Well, get on with it, motherfucker. And we are live. That's live for us, anyways. And you're locked in to the Kansas City Social Hour. That's right. Let's get it on. This is a special episode with Shannon Roth. And we recorded this at Double Shift Brewing Company on July 29th. So it's been a minute, guys. I apologize. Let's get into this podcast. Brief intro. I got some stuff to talk about today. I wanted to mention, of course, that we're at Double Shift Brewing Company. And uh, I sat down with Shannon Roth. Had a really good time with her uh, just trying their flights a couple flights of beer letting you guys know what we thought of the beers i thought they were tremendous obviously i get her take on what those beers were and i don't remember the whole entire conversation but i do remember that it was a really fun time and i hope that you enjoy that one of the things that i have been doing is we just got finished with the cinder block beer olympics damn it man Lost a little bit of sleep over that one afterwards. I'm so competitive, but we're damn close at going into the final. And it was my fault. We There was eight, eight different competitions, many competitions, and we were on the verge of going into the final one. And uh, the last thing that we had to do was suck beer out of the small cocktail straws out of a um so we suck beer out of the cocktail straws from some ice cube trays i thought i was going to murder at this so of course i wanted to be the first person to try to give us a lead i didn't give us a lead and we got behind and then we got bumped off and man so many amazing moments in that um that we had we had some really good moments like we won beer pong we won quarters we won adult jenga you know um and then we lost we won bags so there's some really cool moments that we had and we made a comeback we even got initially dropped out of the competition and, and got back in answering some trivia so it was like this roller coaster ride super good time i wish that we would have went into that final man one event away and uh i fucked us i fucked us on it man Funny thing worth mentioning is after we won this trivia where we had to answer various questions like what IBU stands for, what um, some different beer styles, I don't know, different things. We, we answered these questions and then we got in, we, we came back from the dead because we initially thought we got eliminated and then they, they let us do this trivia to get back in, one team, and we got in there. Our team won the trivia and we got back in so it was this exciting moment we go up against these young kids or college kids i i forget what university it went from it's probably not cool to say what it was but so we get back in these kids had been dominating they'd been winning a lot of the competition so the final thing we had to do was uh, jenga and it's these big blocks of jenga so it's like the mini jenga except it's with big pieces of blocks like you might see it you know, Tapcade or, you know, various places have these things. So anyways, uh, well, of course, Cinderblock has them too. So 
we get up on there and these young dudes are um you know they're doing pretty good but it gets to where the damn thing is super wobbly and (laughs) i was next after this kid and i'm thinking there's no way it's gonna survive another round you know so the guy he pulls out his block you know just inches it out of the space and does a good job of it and boom he pulls it out and it's a little wobbly but it's not that you know and i'm thinking there's no way now that i'm going to be able to pull this thing out and he goes to set it on top you know once you pull the block you got to set it up on top he goes to set it up on top and the thing starts wobbling man and Mike Liberty, he's such a competitor. He says, "Nah, you got to push that thing all the way in." So he he gets into the guy's head. He goes to move the block and knocks the whole shit down. I'm sitting there sweating, just knowing that the and they're, they're like, "Don't worry, you're gonna be able to pull the block." And I was like, "There's no way in hell that this is gonna happen. It's gonna totally fall the minute anyone tries to touch it." But it fell, and uh, so we're like, "Yeah, you know, we're moving on." We won event away from going into the final for top two. And uh, these dudes that had been winning the competition the whole time, these young guys, they, they, they look really dejected, man. Super sad. And uh, it's funny because uh, when when the guy, we got eliminated, one of the judges came over and goes, hey, man, uh, if it makes you feel any better, that last team that you were up against, they're over there crying. <laughs> so you got these young guys you know, all muscled up, young college dudes, and they're crying about losing this competition. And I thought, man, there's there's something, uh, you know, it's so weird because I try to put myself back in those college days years and I would have never cried at this shit. You know what I mean? It's a different generation, man. I don't know. I just thought that was funny that they were crying over the beer Olympics. But at any rate, man, real good time. And uh, I just thought that was funny as fuck that these dudes were crying over losing the Olympics. And I'm glad we eliminated them, though. That's just the competitor in me, and it was uh, super fun. I always like to mention shit that I'm into. I just saw the Netflix, a couple Netflix documentaries. One was The Carter Family. So if you're into bluegrass, uh, old roots of country type music, it's a very interesting documentary on The Carter Family. And... um, I just really thought that, you know, Johnny Cash is in it, and uh, it's just cool seeing that whole genesis of country music and, and where some of that came from, so it's a really good documentary, and I was going to put one of the songs at the beginning of this podcast, but it just didn't fit, man. It just didn't work. I couldn't, you know, those that old-timey music, it's cool to listen to, but was kind of ruining my momentum at the beginning of this podcast. The other documentary I really enjoyed was... Uh, Tony Robbins, I'm not your guru. Tony Robbins, the self-help author and seminar person. I I know there's a lot of people that talk shit about Tony Robbins, whatever. I don't give a shit. I have uh, success using his tapes from way back, and I really like the guy. I I think he's he's cool as shit. And um, one of the things that I tripped out on that I didn't realize was that Tony Robbins cusses a lot he cusses a lot at these seminars and when i bought his tapes they're nothing like that even his books don't have any um uh cuss words or any anything i don't i don't think it's bad i just thought i just didn't know that so you know he'll be like fucking listen (laughs) listen motherfucker you know that's weird man all right 
you know, uh, you're a pussy, you know, <laughs> weird, it's bizarre shit, but I really got a lot out of it, and uh, I thought it was real inspirational, try to get uh, you motivated for some shit, so I really liked that uh, documentary, um, so go ahead and check that out, I'm not your guru, I looked up uh, one of his podcasts, and got some real cool information from it, and so you know, check out Tony Robbins, uh, his podcast, and watch I'm Not Your Guru on Netflix. The other thing is, man, I'm always on the fucking computer, always on the computer, man, for different things. I'm writing articles, fixing web pages, doing this podcast stuff, and uh, been having a lot of neck uh, issues, man. So, you know, from from arching over, and I try to do the best I can at standing. They say sitting is the new smoking. So, you know, you want to get up and and uh, and and be standing as much as possible. But, you know, there's only so much you could do. You're on your phone. Your neck is arched forward and you get a little bit of stress. You get a lot of stiffness in the neck. Well, I looked up this video and damn it, I don't know what the video is, but I'll go ahead and post it if I find it on the links to this podcast. But the product that I just ordered was this thing called the Theracane and it's this weird uh, contraption. It's almost like a, it's like a back scratcher with these little no- knobs on the end of it, and you can use that to loosen the muscles in your neck. You kind of just break down that tissue that's uh, around the neck area, like in in your shoulders, and then you could use it to massage all kinds of other parts, like your triceps and your lower back and it helps reach those places that you can't with your hands and I really have noticed a big difference in releasing the pressure from my neck so I'm going to go ahead and post the link where you could purchase the Theracane listen motherfuckers I'm just letting you know all the type of shit that I'm into and uh, we're about to get into this podcast with Shannon Roth and I hope you have a kick-ass day. I hope you have a kick-ass evening, wherever the fuck the case may be. Have a brewski. I'm going to go and have a brewski here soon. Real quick, I wanted to mention one more thing. Casey's Most Intense Happy Hour featuring Mother's Brewing Company, August 25th at One Life Fitness. I will be there. Corey will be here. That's 1261 Main Street, Kansas City Mo, above Constantino's Grocery Store downtown. We get on the roof. We do some exercise for a full hour. You may get a t-shirt if you complete the thing. It's all free. And then you enjoy some brewskis. Most intense happy hour. It's an awesome time. You're going to feel great. It's going to whoop your ass. Come join us, man. And we are live. We're here live at Double Shift. I'm here with Shannon. What's your last name? Uh, Shannon Roth. Shannon Roth. I thought, you know, I, I thought I had it in my mind. I that I remembered it, but apparently I didn't. So now that's all right. A quick reminder. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, honestly, I could be whoever you wanted me to be. So, <laughs> I mean, you're buying me beer, so I'll be whoever you want me right to be. On. <laughs> and so, Shannon, I met her at the the what, what was that event called? Uh, we met at the Crane Fundraiser. Yes, a couple weeks ago. Yes, so I, I met her there, and she said, "You know, you need more of a female perspective on your show," which I totally agree with. We've had. One woman on our show, Ashley Kroll, she uh, broke the KC social glass ceiling. <laughs> and then uh, now we have Shannon. Because, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's a great idea. So, you know, why don't you 
give us a little bit of background on, you know, how you became uh, interested in craft beer or anything you want to talk about. Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, first of all, thanks you for having me on. Longtime listener, first time caller here. Right on. <laughs> You're the first person to say that, by the way. Oh, awesome. And I, I was thinking, like, I'm going to say that at some point. Somebody's going to say that. <laughs> Breaking barriers all over the place around here, aren't I? Uh, I, I am uh, actually originally from Springfield, Missouri. I grew up there, spent 30 years of my life there. I've been in Kansas City for the past almost seven years now. And uh, whenever I was down in Springfield, I actually helped open the old Chicago restaurant down in Springfield. I'm an OG at the OC, as we like to say. And uh, got started with that. Before that, I actually kind of discovered craft beer. I want to say it's probably around 2000, 2001, when I was 21, 22 years old. The first craft beer I ever remember having was uh, Pete's Wicked Ale, which... Uh, God, rest in peace, Pete's. Man, I miss them. They had some really <laughs> good beers. And uh, about 2004, I discovered, of course, what everybody starts off with, Boulevard Wheat. If you're a Midwesterner, that's what you start off with, it seems like. With the, with the uh, lemon wedge. Oh, yeah, of course. The Fru Fru Girly lemon wedge. No, no, I think it's cool. <laughs> I don't mind uh, fruiting beer. I, I don't have any. You know, oddly enough, well, a couple of things. First, uh, that's awesome that you you've come to Kansas City right in its when it started to yeah. actually come into its own as a city again mm-hmm. like a rebirth of Kansas City oh, we've yeah. been seeing it everyone has so much pride wearing the the Charlie Hustle KC shirts the brewing community oh, I mean yeah. this place right now wouldn't have existed right uh, five years ago right now it's like a common thing you start there's development there's uh, construction exactly you're from springfield which uh-huh. is awesome because we love mother's brewing we oh, talked a little mother's. bit about the tap room mm-hmm. and stuff like that and the, the um the what was the other thing that you had just the last thing that you had said gosh darn it man i, I lost my train of thought the, on that one uh thing about working at uh old chicago no it was damn it one thing you just touched on. Oh. Was it one of the beers? Well, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you. I mean, um, we're talking about mothers, how much I absolutely love mothers and what they've done for the city that I grew up in. Um, I actually spent a little bit of time. I uh, had a boyfriend that lived two blocks away from, it used to be the uh, bakery at that point in time. And then, of course, it became mothers. And so I was really shocked whenever I drove by there one day in 2010 and saw that it shut down and that there was something else going in there. And then find out early 2011 that it's going to be a brewery. And, of course, this is a year and a half, two years after I move out of town. Because at at that point in time, before Mothers came in, Springfield Brewing Company was the only game in town. And, I mean, their their beer's good. Their beer's okay. But, I mean, Mothers is taking more chances to me than it seems like what uh, Springfield Brewing is. I love the innovation and Man, big fans of Mothers. Uh, we, of course, Corey and I on our, our Twitter handle, we have a, a picture where we're kind of spoofing uh, three bl- three uh, the blind uh, mice. The three blind mice, yep. And uh, so we, we have that and uh, just love everything that they come out with, man. Yep. Just got some really, so- of course, MILF every time MILF comes out and... Uh, Mike Wells turned me on to drinking it at room temperature, yeah. just straight up. And I was like, what? And I, yeah, yeah, it's freaking great, man. Yeah, so a milk. lot of the flavors come out, a lot of the fruit stuff. The thing that we that I had forgotten, I came back and I knew I'd remember, was you talked about, you know, uh, fruiting the the beers. There was that whole don't fruit your beer movement. <laughs> that, that was that. Yep. But, you know, 
one of the things that that when sours when I was introduced to sour mm-hmm. beers and in particular the Gosa style, which is very popular right now, Gosas. Oh, my favorite. People love Gosas. Uh, Gosa has salt mm-hmm. and some citrus sour to yep. sourness to it. Sure does. What happens when you take a traditional lager and fruit it and put beer salt in it? Right. It becomes kind of Gosa-like. That's true. So, I, and I predicted it when Corey and I were on the podcast that somebody's going to make a, a Latin-style Gosa. I haven't had it, but who's the, one of the brewers that came out with... Uh, Oh, it was, uh, was sea it? salt and lime. Um, I know um, Sierra Nevada has the Ultra Vase, which has the yes, the one. cactus so in it, and one. then uh, I think Avery's coming out with it a Mexican style goza. Yeah, and it, it, it makes perfect sense mm-hmm. because German style uh, German brewers uh-huh. started the Mexican brew industry. So when people mm-hmm. kind of crap on Mexican beers, I'm like, I'm quick to point out that uh, it's German style lager, and Danner does a tremendous job of explaining that to people mm-hmm. too but then also the the souring or salting of beer mm-hmm. is, is a very popular style right now gosas but you know and and you you know it's more adjunct to just throw those right. ingredients in but but you're kind of it's very similar oh you, know, you can't deny that, exactly. that it's not similar that uh fruiting beers is similar to a lot of the sours that you're having like if oh, you put lemon in a yeah. wheat beer, you're kind of souring it up a little mm-hmm. bit, and it's very similar to some of the sour lagers and things that we've been seeing that's, recently. That's true, yeah. So, I, I mean, know, you know, yeah, going back to... Uh, like and I, rant here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going back to what I said about uh, uh, my, my background, actually, I'm going to tell you that um, I did drink a lot of Boulevard wheat. Of course, I drank a lot of that uh, American Piss, Bud Light, Miller Light, that type of thing. Uh, that was very popular. No, you know, and, 10 years ago back in Springfield, you know, that's what we drank. You know, we'd go out, we'd have that because it was, oh, $3 pint night. You that's know? what everybody, most people drank. And, and there's some people that legitimately can say, you know, recently that they came up in the craft movement mm-hmm. and that they never had that experience. Right. But for a lot of us, uh, Budweiser, Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, they framed what our reference was to beer. Right, exactly. It's undeniable. And exactly. It, it, to this day, I, you know, um, I still, you know, frame beers in that way. Like, mm-hmm. does it have, like, good carbonation? Uh, is right. the is um, these certain flavor characteristics there? That, exactly. You know, and, and you know, it, so it, it, I'm not, I don't ever really bash uh, uh the bigger beers like that, like right. the, the more popular. Uh, so, but you know, yeah. I totally understand it. But it's just you know, uh, I, I grew up with a lot of those beers. I have no problem with like if I'm at a barbecue and they have Miller Light and they offer it to me, and there's no other you know beer options really right. that I, I'll drink it. I don't mind at Absolutely. all. Absolutely. You know I, mean? well, I was you know still drinking that stuff. Um, about two thousand was here two thousand six that I. Uh, met my ex-husband. He came over to my apartment, and I had had some uh, Bud Light in the fridge, and he actually brought over some Shalafli coffee stout, uh-huh. which, yeah, if he listens to this, hi, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for uh, getting me to craft beer. But, uh, yeah, I brought that over. I tried some of it, and I was hooked. I was just instantly hooked. I was like, there's better beer out there than Bud Light, Boulevard Wheat. That's wow. what they, not that Boulevard Wheat isn't great, but and to jump it's, from Bud Light to a coffee. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I love Boulevard Wheat, but, I mean, dang, I was stuck on stouts for the longest time after that. And then uh, the first IPA that I remember having, and, of course, shout out to Danner and my friends at Boulevard, was the Single Wide. 
And yeah, yeah awesome. I remember, you know, oh my gosh, a beer that tastes like grapefruit. This is freaking awesome. Yeah, that's so good, man. Yeah. And uh, it's so great. We just had a, the first beer we started out with was uh, Boat Coconut 2016, their coconut dry stout. Tremendous, man. Really good beer. Um, it's, you know, real traditional style Irish stout, but within this coconut uh, mm-hmm. punch at the end that was tremendous man i really enjoyed that it was what'd you, good what do you think of that one it was very good i mean this is my first time here at double shift oh yeah i should mention mm-hmm. I, I did we mentioned we we're here at double shift yeah, yeah so we're having the double shift beers and i thought it'd be a cool idea to get uh shannon's take on some of her what she thought on of some of these beers and so absolutely what better way to start with their than with their standard flight which is four beers mm-hmm. comes in this cool little plastic uh white uh hop shaped beer holder and uh the first uh, on there is the briar and bramble mm-hmm. it's a pub ale 4.7 abv 31 ibus just a real you know nice standard uh introduction to their beers i always like mm-hmm. taking the standard flight no matter where i'm at because if those first few beers are done at a real high quality then you can bet that the more crazier stuff, like the coconut dry stouts, are going to be excellent as well. So it's always Absolutely. nice to start. Even though we jumped straight to the coconut dry stout when we got here, we went then to the uh, standard. Uh, yeah. yeah, like I said, while I'm stuck on gozes flight. and sours, stouts are still my number one pick. Whenever it comes to anything, I kind of judge places based off of uh, stouts and porters and things like that. The first, uh, for example, first Great Lakes Brewing beer I ever had was the Eddie Fitz Porter, and it's still my favorite porter. Awesome. And, oh, it's delicious. That, I, I think I have two bottles left. They're way past date, but I don't care because it's a porter. I mean, it's probably going to get better with age, you know? Yeah. I know you got to date stuff because you got to date stuff, but yeah. it's probably getting better in the basement, so. What is the ABV on that one, you know? Um, I want to say the ABV, it's about uh, five or six. It's real light. It's not oh, okay. going to, it's not one of those get you drunker, quicker, faster things, yeah. so. Who was the uh, 4.8 on the, the coconut yeah. uh, dry stout that we had here? Yes. You know, so it's not, you know, it's it's uh, the highest ABV beer they have here is, uh, what's that? Uh, oh, yeah, don't uh, don't call radio IPA. Yeah, yeah, don't call me radio, 7.7. Oh, no, no, actually there's one higher than that. The, oh, the Sister Abby. Yeah, they have an Abby double mm-hmm. that's 7.9 over here. Which, uh, that actually is on here. That is number two on the standard flight past, right past the Briar and Bramble. So Briar and Bramble, uh, it's a nice... Refreshing pub ale, uh, really good beer. I I, mm-hmm. I think it's a great start to the flight. I mean, it's nothing. Uh, yeah. Nothing uh, mind blowing here. Just straight up good, um, well uh, brewed beer. I agree. It's a step above a lawnmower beer. It's not quite so light that it's a lawnmower yeah, beer, yeah. but it's definitely chuggable for uh, those of you who uh, like to chug your beers. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> beer chugging, Casey. We see you. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, chugging isn't just for college kids anymore guys it's for straight up beer nerds and adults now exactly love you guys you guys are awesome (laughs) thanks for making me one of you that's awesome man and uh so yeah it's a really uh good i mean i like starting it off with a pub ale i think that's cool man yeah it's got um it's got a nice light flavor to it it's a little bit of a nutty aftertaste to it that i'm getting are you getting that too yeah yeah i agree yeah yeah it's got a nice uh 
almost like a golden amber color to it. Uh, not a whole lot of carbonation, it looks like, uh, which is nice, too, because I don't like, honestly, I don't like a, to burp a lot whenever I drink. Yeah. See, <laughs> and, and I, I, I love microphone. the carb, I like high-carb <laughs> beers when they, like, kind of bite you back. I, I dig yeah. that. Well, and especially having a microphone in your face, it's probably not a good idea to, uh, you know, belch into it. And I mean, although, I mean, I'm no by no stretch of the imagination a lady. I just don't want to belch into a... Uh, oh, you're a lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sometimes don't act like it, so... <laughs> All right, let me finish this and we will move on to the Sister Abbey, which is going to be the next one. That's the high ABV yeah. one we were talking about. I've already crushed the... Briar and Bramble, by the way. So, double shift, man. Well done, man. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, shout out to John Conway. I'm gonna pick up one of these uh, two bottles, or maybe both of them. I, I you know, uh, I, I know one's a Brett IPA. What was the other one? Do you know? Uh, um, I, I, I don't know what the see, other one is. Uh, I'm let's see here. There is Brett IPA for is sure. Is that the 18th and Mosaic? Is that what that is? Huh. No. Yeah. Maybe it, not. It, it, no. I don't know. I'm not sure what that is. But yeah, they do have their anniversary oh, IPA that uh, has no bread in it. I gotta try that 18th. Mo- I love Mosaic hops. I do too. So good, man. I do too. It's got um, this nice little uh, refreshing. Um, it's just crushable. Mm-hmm. Those Mosaic hops are just every yep. time I get a beer with Mosaic hops, it's so good. Yeah, uh, Founders Mosaic Promise is yes. one that sticks out in my head. That's that's absolutely just worth every scent that you pay for it and we drank that one at the um aaron is it is it roberson or is it i don't know how to say his last name but aaron at cs bev yeah aaron's a nice guy robison robison god damn yeah i I do like aaron well he hosts the um the most intense happy hours Nice. And he does these happy hours on the roof over here at Constantino's. Yeah, I saw something about that. Uh, next one's Mothers. You got to do it. Yeah. Which, you yeah gotta, I'm going to challenge people love, to do love, it. I love, love my mothers. So I might have to, to, have to make it there. I mean, I got to tell you, any brewery where you walk in on your birthday, the owner of the brewery remembers you from things around Kansas City, from things in Springfield. And you say, hey, Jeff, it's my birthday. And he goes, your tab's on me from now on, babe. That is that's, awesome. Yeah, I got to tell you, that's why I love my mothers. I mean, it's it's I not just Springfield bias. My birthday, man. There you go. <laughs> it's not just Springfield bias. It's also the fact that there is a genuinely good person running that brewery. Yeah, we who met has, him on the bus to Mothers, and yeah, he he rode with us the whole time. Brought a a big ass cooler of their grapefruit Mothers wheat, oh, and then man. then they just they throw the best damn uh, mm-hmm. event. They you know, do. that bus of mothers is the best, man. Everybody, the diehard mothers fans, they look forward to it. They wait for the contest that CS Bev is going to host, and they and they uh, try to get on it because they know it's going to be an awesome-ass time. Mm-hmm. And then Laura Head now, she's running their uh, marketing and media, and she's, she's great, man. Yep. She's so cool. And that most intense happy hour, I think that's a great idea, too. It so is. You're, like, you're on this roof. And it's tough, man. Oh yeah, I have no it, doubts. It's it's a it's a beast of a workout. Um, I don't know if every time they do, it, but they give you a shirt if you oh, make nice. it through. So if you make, it's kind of cool because if you make it through the workout, you get beer and a shirt, and it says "Most Intense Happy Hour." On it. And on the back of it, it has all the brewers that participate: oh, Mothers, that's awesome. Santa Fe, Founders. Oh my gosh! You know, uh, 
I, I forget some of the other ones on there. Those are the ones that just off the top that I remember. Well, I seriously. I only went to one. I went to the Founders mm-hmm. one. They had that Mosaic Hops. Nice. And uh, uh, Mosaic Promise. And then, um, so, yeah, for the next one, yep. it's going to be Mothers. Mm-hmm. So, for sure, people should come out and check that one out. And uh, you'll get a free shirt, oh, I yeah. think. I mean, I, they seem to have plenty of them still mm-hmm. the last time I was there. But even if you don't, they're going to have some awesome Mother's beer. I, I think loop de loop and Blush were the beers that they're considering having. So after w- this intense workout, what's better than loop de loop and Blush, man? I am currently crushing on Blush. Blush is awesome. It is. It's one of my favorites. That's one of my su- – the summer beers that I really mm-hmm. dig this year are uh, – that I uh, uh, on a frequent basis just destroy is the Mother's Wheat – uh, the mother's blush uh-huh. and uh, tall grasses. Uh, songbird. The songbird's good. Which yeah, I gotta. I, I love Central States, and I gotta give a shout out too to my other distributor, my uh, North Kansas City distributors, uh, who are the ones that distribute uh, tall grass. Oh, I love tall grass. Man. Yeah, I gotta say, I mean, what up, Grant? Yeah, no doubt. What up, Brent? <laughs> and uh, I gotta tell you a little story about uh, North Kansas City. I uh, was a marketing major. Uh, the last time I was in school, did some marketing classes, and uh, one of my projects was a PowerPoint about uh, a product that you have to come up with. You have to come up with your own unique product, and you have to market it to a company. Well, being a roller derby fan, I came up with a beer called Hip Check Ale, and I was trying to market it to North Kansas City Beverage. That is awesome, man. So it was me and my now husband, uh, who played roller derby with the Cowtown Butchers, uh, one of his friends and uh, a friend's girlfriend, we all I, I kind of had them in on the plan, too, unbeknownst to them. They didn't know this. It was just a whole PowerPoint thing. And uh, I got an A-plus on it. The instructor told me, he said, yeah, I love your creativity. He said, I love this. It's roller derby themed. He said, who would have thought roller derby and beer? It's brilliant. Yeah. And this is why the Casey Social needed a female perspective. <laughs> why hasn't there been, or there probably has been, Yeah. a roller derby themed beer though there is there one is? actually out of idaho uh it's called um i would say it's called hip check ipa and there's one called rink rash red that they make i need to get a hold of those if anybody knows how to get a hold of those let me know that i will seriously i'll trade you either man. either beer or presidential flashcards, whatever you want to do what's the uh kansas city team uh, the Kansas City Roller Warriors is one of them and then uh the team that does a lot of uh co-ed is uh, Fountain City. So, yeah, yeah shout out to I've both teams. S- I've seen uh, some, like, advertisements for games, and uh, I know we have a pretty active – it's, like, a pretty active team, right? They yeah. Were, weren't they even on TV for a while or something? Uh, the Roller Warriors were. They had a, a, something on the public television station. Um, like I said, my husband was part of the now-defunct Cowtown Butchers. He actually helped – found that and um oh my god yeah he and i met through that yeah do you get so all right so you've you've played in this i have never played oh okay have you participated yeah i'm more of an i'm more of an admirer um i absolutely think that it's it's amazing what these guys and gals do well also oh because there's the co-ed one yeah the fountain city does co-ed i I just like the 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 all female one, man. I'm yeah. Not into the well, like I said, though, my, yeah, that's that's cool. I, I mean, honestly, women on skates wearing short shorts. I mean, oh, and they're like not to like. They're like tough girls. Oh yeah, they're tough girls. But I mean, honestly, it's it's funny because these girls have. 
a life outside of Derby that's amazing too. You know, you have girls that are lawyers, girls that are accountants. I know, I've you know, seen it. You have girls it. that I, have like six kids. You know that that it's like they, their kids are sitting off the sidelines, you know, cheering them on and stuff like that. And, I saw this. I think I saw like episodes of this because like for a while I got you know, when I was a kid, roller derby was awesome. There was oh, a yeah. movie. Wasn't there a roller derby movie? Uh, yeah, Roller Jam or something like that. And I, yeah. It was like this 80s. You I know. remember a Rollerball. That's what yeah, it was. It was Rollerball. Awesome, man. And then, of course, the. Uh, uh, but it was like, they portrayed it like it was like this ruthless, hardcore mm-hmm. sport. Where like, oh, where, yeah. Which it is. Which, yeah, if you've ever heard uh, a, Jim Croce's song, Roller Derby Queen, you know, my dad actually has stories about meeting a lady who played <laughs> roller derby back in the 70s. And he said, yeah, she was built like I a refrigerator with a head. See, see I can't say that. I'm a big fan of this because I'm not, I mean, I'm, right. I'm not like, I don't have like extensive knowledge of it, but you right. know, on a, like a, as a kid, I thought roller derby was awesome. Oh yeah. And then, uh, growing up and then seeing some of the, these, uh, girls, I think I caught a few mm-hmm. of those episodes of the shows. Yeah. I've seen posters and promotions of uh-huh. that Kansas city team yep. and they always look awesome. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like tattooed, uh, girls on roller skates they can whoop ass at the same time, man. Yep. And if that ain't beer, exactly. I mean, those girls have to drink beer. And if you've not been to <laughs> to a, a uh, bout within the past, you know, 10, 15 years, it has changed a lot. There's there's not there's no punching. There's no fighting. I mean, basically, you get your ass kicked out for, for doing stuff like that. But, I mean, there is hip checking going on. There is... You know, hitting yeah. people with your shoulders and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, seems and still. Yeah, you still got to be athletic. Rough. You still got to be. You know. Uh, yeah. I get. I mean, I, again. Yeah. I'm over here talking like I well, know what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't know. Yeah, I, well, I, I just, you know, it's something I think mm-hmm. I, I wanted to even go to one of right. the games, but it, for should. whatever reason, I've missed it. Right. You know. Oh, like, you I was should. Like, oh, you I totally got to check this out, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'll, like you know, like you said, you know, it's it's not what it used to be, but people do get hurt. My my husband actually, one of his first games was uh, laid so out. So he plays it. He played for for a couple of years, actually. Yeah, one of his first games, he was laid out by one of the. Uh, the opposing team. It was actually. It's funny. The Cowtown Butchers were playing the Ozarks Derby Brigade, which was down in Springfield. This, this is before crazy, he and I man. ever knew each other, and uh, so awesome. he got hit by a guy named Manchita. Which uh, I hope you're listening, Elliot. <laughs> I'm calling <laughs> you out, baby. Um, he got hit by him. So he got sitting across the track and landed funny and broke his thumb. So, you know, people do get hurt doing this. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, but sure. It's, you, know. you know, it's fun to watch. I mean, it's, it's honestly, for me, it's it's kind of like a, a train wreck where it's like you can't help but watch when somebody gets hurt. You're kind of hoping and praying somebody gets hurt. But then when it's one of your friends, it's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I was hoping that wouldn't happen to you. <laughs> That's crazy, man. No, I know. I, I imagine people get hurt because I would just get hurt. Getting and trying to skate in a circle. Oh, like that. you and me both. That's why I'm wipe better out, off dude. on the sidelines, holding up Breaking flyers. And, and yeah, shit. exactly. Oh, I'm. How'd I'd you be break s- your arm? I was roller derby. <laughs> I drank. I drank some beer and then thought I could roller derby. Exactly. Which, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's your challenge for, for like a YouTube special or something like that. We should have a YouTube special called Reuven Does Stuff. Oh my gosh! I always thought that was cool. Uh, when I was a kid, there was a, like a new segment guy. Who would like try shit? And I always thought that was awesome. He's like, okay, today I'm going to fight a dude at karate or some, you know, some All crazy right. shit. So I have to ask your your fan poll here. Do you guys think that Ruben should do shit for YouTube? Uh, I, no, 
I, I, I can't do it. Maybe we could get Corey to. Oh, that would be hilarious. Oh, Corey does shit would be great. Corey doing roller derby. Oh my god! All right, Corey, we're calling you out, darling. You got to go do some roller derby. I gotta check that out though. That sounds cool. I don't know why it, it's like uh, piqued my interest. Like I'm like, hey man, roller derby sounds cool, man. Yeah, it does. All right, so uh, back to beer here. Yeah, well, I, I this love, Abbey. Yeah. I'm just totally digging yeah, it. Yeah, you know, honestly, this Abbey's good. I do like the Sister Abbey. It's uh, 7.9 percent, 18 IBUs, American Double. It says totally along the lines of that Abbey style. Um, mm-hmm. Martin City makes a good Abbey. Uh, this one is, you know, I'm surprised, man. It, uh, not not surprised that it's good. I'm just surprised, you know, that there's an Abbey Double on their flight as the mm-hmm. second beer, and it's fantastic, man. Yeah, seven nine. I like the I like the booziness of it. Obviously, it's, yeah. The, I'll tell you though, to me, it's, it's it hides its booziness. It's not as boozy as I was expecting it to be. I mean, you do get a definite kick from it, but it's not in your face. It's got a nice sweetness to it. Yeah, a nice I think that's the booze. The booze is yeah. causing it to be sweet and I I'll take it. Like I like a, that. Yeah, it's like a candy sugar sweet uh, nice nice representation mm-hmm. of the style. Yeah, it's really good. I like the name Sister Abby too. And once again, I'm going to call out uh, Abby Bonds here. Abby you got to try this beer. Damn, man. Uh, Shannon's just <laughs> schooling me on the shout-outs, bro. I need to shout-out. i got to shout-out somebody. Let me see here. Yeah, Who could I shout-out? Damn it. I don't have anybody right now. Uh, let's. You're winning me on the shout-outs, yeah. damn it. All right. Well, let's do a shout-out to my mentor, Mr. Dan Simmons damn here. It. Oh, yeah. And we were talking about Simmons earlier. Uh, and so, yeah, what up to, to Dan Simmons, man? Yeah. He's, he's very supportive uh, of the podcast and cool mm-hmm. man and he's been on here before definitely got to have him he's been on on our show a couple of times by himself and then once at parkville so yep. yeah yeah what up to my man dan yep. dan the man simmons which yeah i would love to do a podcast with him sometime because he taught me everything that i need to know about how to sell beer and how to use social media to your advantage and yeah, everything else that stuff, he is I've told him many, many times before, he reminds me so much of my own father. He's definitely a substitute, kind of substitute dad for me. He's a great guy, man. He really is. He is he's Dan, my I hope bud. you're not hearing all of this because <laughs> it, it may go to your head. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, he's yeah, awesome, man. Dan's, Dan's my buddy. You know, Dan, I, I honestly owe a big debt of gratitude to for believing in me and for, you know, just absolutely being there for me whenever I needed him. And, yeah, I gladly return the favor anytime he needs it. So. Oh, yeah, man. That's awesome. I love it. Mm. Yeah. So we're just here. Uh, man, and I would like to mention that when I took that first picture when we came into Double Shift, was we're the only ones here. It is, by it, all accounts, cracking at this point. Full house. We have a full house. Mm-hmm. It's great to see. Double shift uh, doing this kind of uh, business right now. Absolutely. Uh, people are having the flights. They're having full pours. They're ordering some kind of Bavarian pretzel business over there. Nice. I don't know what's going on, but it's yeah. cool, man. It's definitely cracking, lacking. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of what I was talking about earlier with uh, the revitalization of uh, Kansas City and downtown. This is absolutely amazing to me. When I first moved here, uh, I used to go across the street about once a month to Grinders. And it used to be, you know, Grinders. There was nothing around Grinders at all. Nothing open on Sundays, you know, that type of thing. We'd go, go there on a Sunday. We'd hang out on the patio. 
we'd have a few beers, we'd go home, and driving home, you didn't see a single soul at all down here, and now it's like the third Friday's thing going on, you got the cro- the first Friday's going on, you got stuff going on the crossroads, the streetcar, which I've ridden twice now. It's fucking crazy, right? It is. What the fuck's going on, man? I hope it well. continues. I, I feel like... The amount of momentum the city has right now, it has to. Right. So we're not going to stop, man. Kansas City, keep doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love places like mm-hmm. this. Uh, what's uh, the brewer next door? Oh, uh, the Torn Label. Torn Label's mm-hmm. just right within. I'm seeing some dude play pool right from. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I could throw a rock and hit the pool player right here. That's awesome. Do you see that guy? He's playing oh, pool yeah. over there at uh, Torn Label. I could oh, throw yeah. a rock and hit him That's in the head. awesome. Yeah. I don't know why I get violent. Why did I, why did I go violent? I could have said I could have uh, blew him a kiss. There you go. <laughs> Would that have sounded better? Should be like, uh, well, hey. I could throw a rock at that dude. From this <laughs> I could hit him with one of John Conway's bottles from here. There you go. So, of course. Yeah, it's cool, man. <laughs> they got the garage style door mm-hmm. open so letting the sun in it's yep. a beautiful day by it the way it is it's, it's not what, hot like you 80, think it would be 80 83 degrees and something the like humidity that is actually kind of yeah. down today humidity's down this is this is a good day it's, it really was a good day to come out here chug beers i mean this is this is amazing like you said it's my first time here and i'm just so pleased with um how much downtown's growing I'm so pleased with how much the kansas city beer scene is growing uh yeah the the newest one is is what calibration up in uh, Northtown? See, I don't even know I about gotcha. that one. I gotcha. Gotcha. See, um, <laughs> I think I have heard of I Yeah. Mean, I'm going to wait. Look, here I go. I'm going to pretend. Yes, right. I know that one. Yeah, I think Calibration is the newest one. And then, of course, yeah, my heart definitely belongs to uh, my buddies over at Boulevard. And, you know, I love, I, I love Crane. I love that they're taking so many chances with sour beers and gozes and things like that. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's going to be the interesting challenge with. Uh, because cause the beer nerds know. Oh, yeah. The beer nerds know that Crane is legit as fuck. Oh, they are. Know? So Crane is so legit. They're so well. The challenge is when you give the average beer drinker kumquat vice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, my- and, and it's just a, it's a matter of education. Right. It's a matter of, you know, experience. But this is all the trends that's happening. Yep. People are taking trends on on food. Anthony Bourdain, his show, uh, it, it's like um, opening people's eyes to like mm-hmm. different flavors. Absolutely. I mean, that's just as an example. Like the, I was saying, the popularity of this show shows where mainstream people are going. Like, you know, we're we're not looking at traditional things, mm-hmm. flavors so much as like, no, nah, you want that that different thing. Mm-hmm. You want that. That that innovative thing, oh, the things absolutely. that are pushing the limits, and you know when you're making a kumquat, I know Berliner Weiss in uh, I, in, Can- in in uh, Raytown, Missouri. I know it. You talk about Raytown pushing the envelope. Places. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm not this. I mean, but it's not where you would expect a kumquat. Yeah, it definitely isn't. It definitely isn't. I love it. It's awesome. I love it too. And you I, know. and I I hope and we're 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 doing our part to try to uh, promote their beers because. You know they're great, and I I took I told uh, Chris a funny story. I told him that uh, my wife she had a beer tasting. They go, oh, let's do a beer tasting event. Her and her friends. So, you know, you never know what kind of people mm-hmm. are gonna 
organize a you know like what their level is on right beers or whatever. so i was like oh it's a beer tasting i go well i gotta i gotta bring something cool and unique to the you know but something local so i was like i'm gonna do crane beers i'll bring a couple of crane bombers you know and, and they're gonna rank these beers so one of them was the kumquat vice and then i brought small ball Small ball, I think, is that's that's a home run. Even if you are into Bud Light, oh, like, absolutely. If you, don't know, if you don't know that the small ball is good, then you don't like beer. But kumquat vice, that's you know. Oh yeah. So I told Chris, I said, "Hey, uh, I go, Chris. Hey, we had a beer tasting, and they were ranking the beers, and uh, you came in, you came in last. But the good news is that you edged out lining Kugel Shandy." <laughs> that's awesome. So you were close to being line and cool. That's channel. awesome. Well, and, and, and that's what they're up against, you know what right. I mean? Right. And, and I, I mean, and, and I'm not dissing at all right. beers. It's just, you know, it's a steep slope for some, right. the average beer drinker to, but I tell you what, man, that Comaquat Vice is tremendous. It is. It really is. And I'll tell you, I mean, from a female perspective here, you know, going back to what we were talking about initially. The first time I ever had a Goza, I thought it was just disgusting. I couldn't get around. I think, I think it was the hibiscus Goza. Sorry, Jeremy. Oh, Sorry, see, Boulevard. I love that beer. Yeah, see, and that's the thing, though, is I tried it, and I was like, oh, this is definitely not for me. That's Dan, interesting because I think, uh, like, my wife likes that beer. Right. Well, and you would think that, like, uh, that would be because it's kind of got some wine uh-huh. characteristics that, that might, right. might, uh, women might enjoy it more. But that's a bias. Right. That's just me totally being right. biased. And that's, because we know that women love stouts. Right. We know that uh, uh, Buffalo Sweat, for example, oh, does gosh, tremendously my well with women. Mm-hmm. And it, it, everybody loves Buffalo oh, yeah. Sweat. But, I mean, it, it, you would think that a beer called Buffalo Sweat mm-hmm. wouldn't wouldn't do well with women, but right. it's not the case. They love it. Oh yeah, it's it's delicious. And I've seen it, so yeah, it's delicious. I mean, so and, you really can't label people. I guess. Yeah, at Dan's encouraging. He said, "No, no, you need to try another one." Uh, at Parkville, I tried everything that Crane had, and I was hooked. It was like, oh my god, where has this been all my life? Type of thing. I just I was hooked on sours. I was hooked on gozes, and now I get people that come into my store at Hi- the Hy-Vee at Inglewood and North Oak, and they say, "Have you ever had this crane beer?" And they point to like the orange goza, they point to the apricot weiss, they point to the amber and brett forever, and it, or even like the ultra base, uh, the you know gozes and things like a rice set goza is another one that I get asked about, and I'm, oh yeah, this is wonderful. The Anderson Valley. Oh goza, yeah, I, they've yeah. had tremendous uptick in their volume oh, for that beer woody brought me one of the briny melon ones and see i haven't I had that loved one it. oh my gosh it was so good oh no yeah i have had briny yeah the one that i haven't had was the the, the gin and tonic one the right GT. so i always think it's funny whenever i have both men and women that come in and want to know about the sour beers the gozas that type of thing and i can spout off just like that they kind of look at me like you're you're a girl. Shannon's a beast. Yeah, you're a girl. It's like, well, just because I have boobs doesn't mean I don't have a brain. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that I don't like to take chances with my beers. And also me. Just because I have boobs doesn't mean I don't have a brain. <laughs> you bastards. Which, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. We start uh, tweeting using the hashtag Reuben's boobs here. <laughs> hey, man. Just because I got boobs, bro. <laughs> don't judge me. Damn it. I'm with but, Shannon on this one. <laughs> Just because we have boobs, don't mean we don't have brains. That's the next T-shirt, by the way. 
That sounds awesome. T-shirts I, coming out just because I have boot. Hey, don't mean I have go. beer brains. Exactly. Just because I have boobs doesn't mean I don't know my beers. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I seriously. I, okay, I want to cut know. of that. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know if people would, like, would they get offended and shit? I don't uh, know. Well, everybody's offended everybody's by everything. Because it's, it's 2016. We're offended by the stupidest things. You should know this by now. <laughs> you know what? Me, I don't get mad at little stuff. I don't either. I'm, I'm the kind of person, if you post something political on Facebook that I don't agree with, I'm like, just keep scrolling. You know just what? keep scrolling. I ha- I'm the one guy that hasn't uh, blocked my friend's timelines, hasn't uh, told, you know, because I, I spout my opinion too, but I, mm-hmm. I won't block anybody for oh, their political neither. preference, man. I just hit the That's unfollow you, button. I, you know, uh, oh, you do the unfollow? I do the unfollow. I'm like, See, you know. See, I haven't even done that. That's Hey, you're braver than I am. Yeah, because, and man, I, I, I deal with a torrent of stuff. Chris Kors. I'm gonna call you out, bro. You'd be posting some shit, man. There you go. There's your. There's one of your shout outs. For I did the a day. shout out, Chris, man. Go. For sure, relax, bro. No, I'm no, no it, it's a heated time. Yeah, uh, it's you know, definitely we a heated election. time. We have a uh, the first time that a, a major uh, party has elected a female uh, as their candidate. We right. have. Uh, the first time that a orangutan is oh, no, I'm just kidding. It's a funny podcast. I'm gonna, it's I'm all gonna, humor. Hey, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm beer party all the way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely beer party all the way. You know this. Uh, and that, I'm just joking. That coconut that we tried was called Boat Coconut 2016, and that's that's definitely who I'm voting for is Coconut yeah. 2016. Oh yeah, boat. Coconut 2016. Yep. My money's on coconut. See how we just brought that full circle? And it, yep. No, but that's what the this podcast is uh, filed under humor. Yep. So everything we say. Exactly. Hey man, don't don't take, take us seriously. Yeah, we don't take ourselves on, seriously. So no, don't yeah, take on, anything that we say seriously. We're just joking, man. Yeah, this is one of the things that I've learned through uh, doing. Just joking, man. <laughs> one of the things I've learned through doing improv classes is just not to take yourself too seriously. And, you know, that's. Uh, all right, since we're doing shout outs, KC Improv Company. Woohoo! That's you guys awesome. are awesome. And they're the ones that are doing the. Um, they're going to be at Tapcade. Yeah, they're doing the Dude, movie at Tapcade. I could, I could tag the shit out of. I mean, we've basically named everyone on BTKC. Oh, yeah. We've named uh, Tap K, Double Shift. Um, my ex-husband. Your ex-husband. <laughs> Did you? Were you talking about your ex-husband? Yeah, we were talking about my ex-husband earlier because I said he's the one that kind of got me into craft beer with the Shalafli coffee stout. Thought, so you're married now, right? Yeah, this is my second second marriage. No, I, and I'm not. The only reason no. why is I thought this whole time you're talking about your current husband. <laughs> well, current husband um, is actually big on whiskey. So he's not a uh, he's not a roller derby guy. He is the roller derby oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Well, my, good, yeah, good. current husband is the roller that's what derby I was guy. In my mind. And uh, ex-husband still lives in Springfield. Um, he is the kitchen manager at the Hands down there. So uh, as far as I know, still drinks a lot of beer. I kind of Facebook stalk him every now and then. We're not friends, but kind of Facebook stalk him every now and then. It looks like he's still drinking beer like crazy. So I'm like, okay, thanks for getting me into it. I mean, yeah, like I said, I, oh, as much okay, as I yeah, hate now, to. Now I know what you're Yeah, as much about. as I hate to say thanks to, you know, somebody that, you know. That I'm split from. Oh, no. No, I'm just joking. Oh, no. No. I said that. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Just to clarify, I said that. Oh, it's okay. It's all right. just fucking around. Like I said, if if he listens, great. If he doesn't, no big deal. You know, Um, we have friends in common. You know, no big deal there. So (laughs) just to clarify, 
I know nothing of <laughs> So I was joking when I said that. I know. Yeah, it's okay, Matt. I promise. It's My okay. My ex-girlfriends are all assholes, too. Just kidding. <laughs> there, there was my yeah. other uh, uh, bad attempt at humor. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, not to change the subject, but you did mention whiskey. Right, yeah. My you know husband and I are big into whiskey, too. I, I mean, we, we choose the expensive hobbies. You know, roller derby, whiskey, beer. You know what? And, and beer and whiskey didn't used to be fucking expensive Right. Hobbies. Hey, guys. We, we're the ones that did it. So blame yourselves, all you fucking beer nerds, all you whiskey hoarders have made it hard to procure both. Hey, and I'm with you guys. I think you have excellent palates. I think you have excellent tastes and beverages. But you're making it hard on a player now, man. Exactly. I cannot find a bottle of whiskey to save my life in Kansas City. Yep. You guys are responsible Where's the Weller 12? You guys are responsible for Hy-Vee Inglewood not getting a barrel of Buffalo Trace. Oh, I hope you're proud of yourselves. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it's just so tough now. But uh, whiskey is tremendous. And this is the thing about, uh, you know, the Kansas City Social Hour, this thing that we do. We, we've uh, been heavily beer-focused. It just kind of started off as a fluke, uh, us talking in my basement. Kind of morphed into the beer thing because we always had a beer when we were talking about it. Right. But one of the things I want to do is uh, talk more uh, just uh, craft in general. Oh, yeah. It's getting really loud in here, you guys, because uh, we have a ton of people here. Yeah, there's a lot people of people are having there. a freaking good time, yep. by the way. This uh, is why you should come down here. I can't here. believe that it's... Uh, <laughs> what is it? What time? It's, uh, it's like 5.30, it's 5.40. 5.40. I can imagine that a lot of these folks are going to be done by 9. <laughs> 7, 8 tops. <laughs> Well, man, that's the that's old. Great. Because goodness gracious, uh, folks are having a good time. Double shift's an awesome spot to be. Double at. shift is hopping I mean, right now. What did I say? Uh, double I couldn't shift. even. I couldn't even hear him. I was like, oh, I'm just like smiling and nodding. You know, like the the penguins of Madagascar, smiling nod, smiling nod, smiling wave, smiling wave. Goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people in here. I mean. But like I said, this is this is why I like Kansas City. It's definitely starting to turn into a beer community. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, Kansas City and St. Louis both are some of the biggest, best beer communities that I have seen. I'm in the, the St. Louis Craft Beer Enthusiast group on Facebook as well. And it's just amazing to me yeah, how St. Louis craft crazy people cool. are. That's cool. The yeah. St. Louis scene is, uh, I would say they're, they're a couple of years ahead of us. Uh, uh, in um, well, they got AB and Bev over there, so I mean they've been at it longer than we have. But you know, yeah, what their we craft have scene here, is ahead of us. Yeah, was ah, and people would get mad at me, but it's just obvious they are. Right. They they're a little bit ahead of us. It's okay. Right. Everybody's at different stages. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We may even surpass them. Oh, absolutely. But as I'd love of to surpass right them. now, they're a little bit ahead. Yeah, but, I'd love to know, surpass them. Kansas City is gaining ground on St. Right. Louis overall by leaps and bounds. Well, and don't forget also, you know, Springfield getting there too. Um, there's a Springfield Brewing Company, which was the original. Um, of course, they used to they used to brew uh, Mueller's, which Mueller's no longer exists as a brand. Uh, it's Springfield Brewing now, and then Mother's uh, White River just went in. My my dad actually picked me up a. He said a four-pack or a six-pack of a Blackberry Blonde that they just, that literally just awesome. canned. Yeah. Sounds really good. Yeah, we were talking last night, and he says, I got you that. And, of course, you know, in the in the area by about an hour and a half, uh, Bucyrus, Missouri, um, 
uh, Piney River, which, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Love so awesome. And Wells just brewed the Mike, Mike Wells. There you go. There's yep. another shout out. Mike Wells. We're going to name everybody Mike. on this podcast, man. Yeah, Mike, seriously, the I hope you trumpet. hear this because Piney Vanilla. River is fucking awesome. You guys are amazing. I love your beer. So, And, you know, I haven't even uh, had a chance to make it out there. They just, uh, one of the local uh, home brewers, Mike Wells, brewed a beer that they uh, put out on right. drafts and on mm-hmm. taps over there. His Seven Trumpet, tremendous beer. That's awesome. Uh, so props to you, brother. And uh, hopefully you guys have a great time at your event on uh, Saturday. And mm-hmm. he'll, he'll have a lot of his wares there as well as David Chu. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, shout out to you guys, man. All right. Cheers. I think. Uh, well, so what was the, what was the last? Did you have? It was did you the say anything about the saison? And I, I've already blown past that one. Oh I'm my on gosh. Radio IPA. Yeah. But your thoughts on the the saisonage? Yes, because I don't remember. Well, as an '80s kid, I was actually really, really excited about trying this one. I'm a total 80s kid. I was born at the tail end of the 70s, so I grew up in the 80s. You know, it was all Prince and Wham and stuff like that. So I was excited to try this one. It's it's good. I mean, it's, it's real good. It's It's got a nice, nice hop profile to it. Um, it says it is a dry hopped Saison. Uh, it's got a nice hop profile to it. Um, it's cloudy. It's very cloudy in, in uh, nature. Um, it Honestly, it's, it's, it's good. I do like this. It's a nice... Nice uh, takeaway from, uh, like, your traditional, like, um, the Tank 7, for example, which is one of my favorites. Yeah, this is more Belgian than anything else. And uh, I do like the uh, I do like the Belgian style of just about anything. It's got a little bit of a sour kick to it. It's got a sour, kind of a sour flavor to it. It's, it's very drinkable, very crushable, once again, very chuggable. So... And, and let's see here. This is, where is it up there? This is 6.5% ABV, 42 IBUs. It's not overly bitter, but it does have some bitterness to it. And me, I jumped straight to the last one, the Radio IPA. Mm-hmm. Ruben's um, an overachiever. <laughs> 7.7 ABV, 86 IBUs. This beer has a beautiful, like, amber, golden amber color to it. And it tastes fantastic. It's a very good example of a nice yeah. IPA. Um, I'm, I'm very impressed with uh, with their uh, radio IPA, man. It's a, it's a solid IPA. Yeah. Some good shit here from Double Shift, man. And we're about to turn into a pumpkin here and have a few, few more beers and right. kick off our weekend. Shannon, it was tremendous uh, spending this time with you. Do you have any uh, yeah. thoughts? Uh, oh, my gosh. I have all kinds of thoughts. <laughs> it was one of those things where I, I thought, oh, my gosh. I told everybody, I said, I'm doing this from a female perspective. And they all looked at me and said, how long is the podcast again? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's always an hour. Yeah, it's always the an Casey hour. Social, so, unless I mean, I'm going to go off and yeah. just do a 12-minute one. I mean, I'm a typical, I'll tell you, I'm a, I'm a typical, as much as I love beer, I'm a typical girl. I'll talk your ear off. I, I love to do... Actually, I'll tell you, I like to uh, incorporate my beers into my crafts as well. Um, I haven't, I meant to show this to you earlier, Riven. I've got a uh, uh, 18-inch bar stool at home, 18-inch high bar stool that I'm covering with uh, beer labels. That's awesome. I'm hoping to use it on my I patio. I love that kind of shit too, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I was showing you, like I do uh, beer pellets and yeah. 
little shit like that. Too, um, so. Honestly, it's, it's you know arts and crafts. I think you know they go to they go hand in hand because a lot of us when we drink we get very creative. And that's what we're, I was uh, trying to say. Some of the focus of the Kansas City Social Hour is going to move towards just craft in general. Yeah, oh yeah. So it'll always entail beer, and I'll never post uh, if we're not talking beer. Then I won't post it to the beer sites. But if there's an episode where we're uh, talking to a, a candle maker, a t-shirt maker, because I'm interested in all that shit. Oh, that'd I'm be also awesome. very interested in tech, and we recently, I think, uh, going to get press passes to the KC Tech Week and. So the focus of the KC Social Hour is going to just be about Kansas City in general, as KC Social Hour implies. But we'll always have a, a craft beer focus for sure. Oh, man. absolutely. So I, I think to come back to what you were saying, it all comes together, the craft, the beer. You know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. It's just cool to see America doing this uh, kind of uh, getting back to using our hands and, you know. Uh, absolutely. Just like the beer movement, you know, people returning to craft beer. Well, I mean, honestly, this, this beer movement is just, its it amazes me. It's every time I turn around, there's another brewery popping up somewhere. And it just, a lot of people, oh, they're oversaturated, they're oversaturating. I don't think they're oversaturating. I think if you have something that you're good at and you run with it, I mean, for example, like we were talking about earlier, Crane. Crane is good at sours. Sours and Gozes. Wild Ales. And wild Ales, that type of thing. I mean, they, and they run with it. Whereas across the across the uh, the way there, you've got Boulevard, who is good at to me drinking, uh, making beer for the everyday person. I, I do like when they experiment with things. Uh, I just had the uh, Ryan Rye X recently. It was uh, it was very light. It was you know it's kind of like wow, this is kind of a, a takeaway from of course the Ryan Rye. It's a different take on it. I I appreciate you guys for, for branching out a little bit. Um, you know, and then you've got like Torn Label that does a lot of like rye, sours, that type of thing. Um, across the state there, Urban Chestnut is another one that I think is good at making beer that people can branch out into. Shalafli is good at making beer that people can, can branch out into. Uh, as far as Springfield goes, my, my friends over at Mother's are kind of like, I guess, like the, like a combination of Boulevard and Crane where they're taking all kinds of chances on things, but they're still sticking to beer that the average person's going to drink. Yeah, like that loop-de-loop lager coming out with that. Fantastic. Blush, I think, could be a mainstream beer if people gave it a chance. Oh, Jeff, if you're listening to this, you should totally make that ear around. I do like the blush. Yeah. It is very, very good. Every time I go get a mix six, I always throw a blush in there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I like the pink color to it yeah i mean you're talking about the the, you're talking about the big six six, um as many of you know i work over at uh hyvee inglewood our mix of six is a 16 foot section and i put my blood sweat and tears into that thing i love a good mix selection so man Hopefully, I get a chance to make yeah. it out to you guys. I hope you do. And, and if there's anybody six. listening to this that uh, comes to see me on a regular basis, if there's something that you want to see in there, don't hesitate to let me know. You know, I will do everything in my power to make it happen for you. I mean, damn it! Now I wish it was up the street from me. <laughs> of Come course, on, you know, man. for that You're killing me here. Yeah, of course. Yeah, for that, I think this should be in there, man. Right, it's right in that price range. Right, exactly. Of course, yeah, for that, y'all uh, could swing it. Yeah. Of course, for that gentleman that keeps asking for Yungling, I'm so sorry, dude. That ain't going to happen anytime soon unless Yungling decides to get their head out of their ass and distribute here. But that ain't going to happen, and I'm sorry. Right on. Well, Shannon, uh, 
tremendous uh, thoughts Absolutely. on it. And I, I had a, I'm having a great time, and we're yeah, gonna, me too. I have I have a few more or something, you know. But hey, guys, uh, thank you so much, and uh, we'll be hearing more from you, I imagine. And oh, I absolutely. thank you so much for for taking some time and hanging out with me. And uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely, this man. is an so honor. Right on. Cheers, and uh, we just turned into a pumpkin, man. All right, cheers. <laughs>